We got a new podcast today. It is Wednesday, April 22nd. Uh, it was a really bad day today. It rained all day long. First rain we've had a long time. Uh, so I stayed inside most of the day, except I'm going to go drop off a few letters. Uh, other than that, we got a good show today for you. Uh, we got some Bill Quinton, Bill Clinton swag to talk about. Uh, big news in the golf world today. Uh, and then Boston sports has been ringing lately. Ringing. I mean, they're getting hosed. Uh, so I talk about that, and then we got my cousin Ryan on the show to uh, apparently talk to me about how Tua is better than Joe Burrow, uh, but we discussed that, but it's okay. We all know the real truth, but I mean, props to Ryan. He did a great job fighting for his case. Love Ryan. Uh, but yeah, good show for you guys today. Hope you guys enjoy it. So if you guys saw the new trend on Instagram stories, uh, Bill Clinton swag, it's kind of a cool trend. I personally like it. So you uh, – well, first you get nominated by someone and then you go to BillClintonSwag.com, something like that. And then you pick your four favorite uh, albums or I guess people are doing songs but usually albums. And you put them over album covers that Bill Clinton was taking – he was taking a – he was in a picture that was taken of him with four albums. And so now you just put your new favorite music covers over them. So for mine – uh, I picked Louis Vert, the uh, Baby's album Kirk. I picked Post Malone, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. Great, great album. And of course, I had to top it off with Astro World. Uh, I don't know why I got received hate for the Post Malone album. I think that was Post Malone's best album he's ever made. Uh, Post Malone, you know, he's a good vibe. Just vibing to him. He's got some great songs, you know. Uh, you know, some people just can't appreciate how great music actually is. So, you know, it's whatever. I mean, you could listen to Polo G, Lil TJ, and literally listen to garbage, a garbage album and be like, oh, it's awesome, but it's literally trash. Then you listen to Post Malone album and be like, this is trash, but it's actually good music that people listen to and not crappy rap music, like terrible. So uh, I don't know. That was, those are just my thoughts. I thought it was a really cool uh, trend that's been going around. Everyone's been doing it kind of cool to see what people listen to who they like um some people are scared to do it like uh kyle jordan and uh jordan Mulder. i tagged them and they did not uh respond to the challenge so uh boo to them too scared uh kyle said it is uh g-a-y gay a-f to post on your instagram story but uh last time i checked kyle your wife posts something about every two hours on her instagram story so you might have some Marital issues there. You might want to go get fixed. Uh, but enough talking about Kyle Jordan. I talk about him too much. But, I mean, he's just such an easy target because he is just an easy target. <laughs> Big news today also. Also. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods. Live golf. Mic'd up. On TNT. Coming next month, I'm pretty sure. This is awesome. So, the teams were announced. It's going to be Mickelson and Brady versus Manning and Tiger Woods. Personally, I think they were scared of matching up the two goats, Tiger and Brady, on a team because Tom Brady's a really good golfer. Of course, Tiger Woods is the best to ever play. So I think they were too scared that it would be a blowout. But, I mean, I, I don't know who to who to root for now because I love Tiger Woods, hate Phil Mickelson, but I love Tom Brady. So I'm rooting for Brady and – Tiger. So hopefully Brady will stomp Peyton Manning like he did uh, in his NFL career. 
and Tiger wins because Tiger lost last time he played Phil. I mean, I know a lot of people were upset with the last match at Shadow Creek between Tiger and Phil because there was literally like no chit chat back and forth. It was literally them just playing serious skins golf. So I think with the addition of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, this will spice it up. Uh, I think they're all going to be mic'd up for this one. So I'm sure they'll be talking the whole time. Uh, Tom Brady and Mickelson, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good matchup for entertainment because, you know, Phil's a character himself. Tom Brady's a character. Uh, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning's a funny guy. Maybe he can get Tiger Woods talking a little bit. Uh, we'd love to hear that. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. I, they haven't released the course yet. I'm hoping they play a sick course or something. Like it'd be sick if they played Pebble Beach or something. Pebble Beach somewhere in South Carolina, Florida. I don't know where they're going to go play, but I think it's going to be great. Uh, give us something to watch on TV. Live sports finally back. Uh, people can bet on this. So that's that's another plus. Uh, it gives gamblers something to do instead of betting on Korean baseball, Japanese baseball, all that stuff that's being played with no fans over there. So, uh, yeah, gives the fans something to see. So if you guys saw the news yesterday, Rob Gronkowski is making his NFL return down to Tampa Bay. The Gronkineers, that's the new name I came up with them because, of course, they're the best two players on the team. What I, How do I feel about this trade? Honestly, I'm happy. I'm ecstatic about this trade. We all know Gronkowski was not going to come back to New England unless Tom Brady was there. We all know that because Gronk was literally doing WWE wrestling stints like two weeks ago. All right. I'm sure Tom Brady, Texan Gronk, you know, come back. All that, and then Gronk was like, "All right, I'll come back. You're in Tampa Bay. It's a nice, warm place. I can go to the beach. I can party. That's Gronk's lifestyle, right?" How I personally, though, I feel like this was just a stab in the back from Gronk to like the New England fans and like community, because last season, like when all the buzz was going around that Gronk was coming back, like when we needed him most, we didn't have a tight end. You know, everyone was like, "Come on, Gronk!" And he was he like, yeah, "I'm coming back," and then he never came back. And of course, now he does this. And he just leaves everyone. Like he had a he had a year left on his contract, respectively. But like, still, he just he just left. Like he didn't he didn't even tell New England anything. He just all right. I'm coming back to the league, but I'm leaving. I'm going to Tampa Bay. So like person like personally, I was a little you know hurt from that. But I'm glad to see Gronk back in the NFL. I love Gronk, great player. I'm glad to see him team up with Tom Brady, my favorite quarterback of all time. Uh. I don't know how they're going to do. I mean, they got three tight ends down there now. So I thought that maybe the Patriots would have got like Brate, a part of that trade or not. But they got a fourth round draft pick. That fourth round draft pick will be, you know, crucial to the Patriots. They're rebuilding a little bit. I wouldn't call it rebuilding in New England. I mean, when you're Bill Belichick, you don't rebuild. You just, it's another season. You can play with anyone. I mean, if you can turn Malcolm Butler into the Super Bowl MVP, essentially, then. You can do it with anyone. You can do it with Jared Stidham. So I think this fourth-round draft pick for the Patriots is going to be huge. Uh, maybe this is where they take a quarterback in the fourth round if there's still anyone available uh, or sooner. You know, I like I like the idea of rolling Stidham. I'm literally, like, excited to see him play. I don't care about drafting a, a quarterback. Uh, I thought he did tremendous in the preseason. I like watching his film. Uh, he can sling the ball pretty good. And I think, I mean, if you're learning from Tom Brady – I mean, look at Garoppolo and Brissett. I mean, Brissett, of course, is not as good as Garoppolo, but I mean, look at Jimmy G. So, I mean, that one season that Stidham had under, I mean, mentoring Tom Brady or 
using Tom Brady as a mentor. That's going to be huge for him. And I'm excited. So I'm hoping, you know, I'm hope I'd, I'd love it to see if the Patriots drafted, you know, Jalen Hurts or, I mean, even Tua if he's still around. But, I mean, I, I, I'd be totally fine if they picked the guy from Florida International, someone else. Like, shoot, even Anthony Gordon, I'd, I'd be happy. But uh, I think the Patriots will be fine this year. I'm not too worried. Uh, if anything, maybe the defense is what we have to worry about. I'm not worried about the offense at all. They still got Josh McDaniels, best play caller in the NFL. So, I mean, nothing new. But, uh, yeah, go Pats. Also in Boston News today, uh, the Red Sox have been stripped of their second-round draft pick because apparently they have been convicted of cheating, stealing signs in the 2018 World Series. Uh, I think this is BS because, I mean, I, I personally think that every team steals signs. Uh, it's just like football. You know, every team has got to find a way to cheat. I mean, just professional sports, uh, however you want to do it. But, I mean, personally, I think, well, the band, the league banned Alex Cora through the 2020 playoffs. Uh, and then the replay operator for the Red Sox, JT Watkins, was banned through 2021. So he was he was the main reason why the Red Sox got in trouble for this. But I mean, the Red Sox, even even um, even Joe Kelly was like, even if even if anything happened, there was no way we were losing a single inning all season. That's how good the Red Sox were that season. So I think that's stupid. Uh, but it's whatever. They're not really getting punished that hard. I mean, it's a draft pick in baseball. Like literally, the MLB draft is probably the stupidest draft in all of sports. Like they literally pick high schoolers. And they don't even go play. So I'm sure the second round draft pick would be like a triple A for like a year or two. But I mean, boohoo, it's it's literally just picking a high schooler. So I mean, other than that, the Red Sox will be fine. Okay, so uh, here we got our Alabama quarterback analysis. Uh, Ryan Hashem, say hello. Hey, guys. I should have said analyst, not analysis. I don't even know why I said that. Um, so Ryan. You and me were having a discussion earlier. You were telling me that Tua is better than Joe Burrow. Is that correct? Yeah, he is. All right, Ryan. So uh, we all, we all want to hear, why is Tua a better quarterback than Joe Burrow, Mr. Heisman? You know, why is he oh, better? Mr. Heisman, he's so cool. All right. First off, just because he went Heisman doesn't mean he's the best. Let's just put that out there. But um, he is the best. <laughs> uh, Who was better than him and last we'll year? We'll that debate. So, you want to talk about consistency? Tua's consistent. He has been consistent his whole season, his whole college career. Joe Burrow goes into one season, has a great season, and everyone starts calling him the best, which I just can't agree with. You want to talk about complete, um, uh, completion percentage? Yes, he had 76 this year. What about last year with his 57 and then the year before with his 63? Okay, but that's that's at Ohio State when he's playing for two games. Okay, no. The 63 was at Ohio State. Now, the 57 was when he was a junior. That was last year. Yeah. Okay, that, he played a full so season. Last year when he was a junior. Yeah. At LSU. Yeah. First year at LSU. Yeah. Yes. And he had a... 63%. What's that about, Matt? Uh, well, all right. Well, then let's look at uh, Tua's stats over here. Uh, how come Joe Burrow's total yardage in both his two seasons are higher than Tua in his two full seasons? 
because of his one breakout season. His one breakout season. His Heisman season. Yes, it was a great season. I'll I'll give that to Joe. But you you said that he wasn't the best player last season. Who was? Who was the best player last season? Tua. Tua has Tua. Tua. How many games did Tua play last season, Ryan? Last season, he he was in a lot. Actually, a lot. He missed like four. And how does that make him the best player last season? He wasn't even on a Heisman ballot. Yeah, well, he should have been. He's all right. Listen to this. Listen to this. Tua is struggling. He has no. His O line is falling apart. They have one of the best O lines in the country. Bro, what are you talking about? It's Alabama. Don't use that excuse. It's Alabama. It is Alabama. It's the best of the best. And the dynasty's dying. No, it's not. The dynasty will not die. It will. It will not. Okay. All right. So let's get back to talking that. Um, okay, you want to look at rushing numbers too? You want to you want to look at some rushing numbers? Okay, that was him. before. All right, then, Joe Burrow had more rushing rushing yards right. in his junior season than Tua has had in his career. Yes, he's more. He is more. A, okay, I'm not gonna say Lamar Jackson type, but he's faster. <laughs> he's more agile than Tua. Okay, fair. So all then, right. so then, what makes what makes all right, Tua? No, let's, all right, shh. If he's gonna go to the Bengals, then they need a pretty quick quarterback because they're aligned. You know how they're aligned is. Yeah. It's crap, just like the whole team. <laughs> so if you want to give them to the Bengals, fine. Tua is a pocket passer. He's a better pocket passer than Joe. <laughs> okay. What are you laughing at? I'm just laughing at that that statement. Because, I mean, laughing. Joe Burrow threw for 60 touchdowns last season. Yes, but what did he do his junior year? Uh, he threw 16 when they had Darius Geis. That was a good – that was a semi-good year. Darius Geis was a first-round draft pick. Yeah. Um, all right, that's us look at it. It's freshman year. I don't have – as a backup. When Tua, his Tua's rookie year, he won a championship. Okay. Joe, Joe's rookie year, five games, twenty-two completions, twenty-eight attempts. His percentage was high. I will say that. He has two hundred twenty-six yards, yards, and two touchdowns. Tua did his rookie season. Tua led led his team from a comeback to a championship win. Okay. Okay. But who is the quarterback? I was going to say, well, who was the starting? Jalen Hurts, correct? Yeah, so Jalen Hurts did a lot of that. Tua just came in through. But. Yes, because because Jalen was failing. Because he was failing. Okay. Tua came in and dominated. I mean, the 2016 Ohio State Buckeyes still made it to the college football playoff. Yeah, but did they win it? No. They got exactly. swept by Clemson. Yes, by Clemson. And Alabama made it because to the national championship. They did. Because we can prosper. Something <laughs> I will say about this year, I will say Bama has the better receivers. Okay. Are you going to count on me on that statement? Um, I think it's a good debate. Alabama versus LSU wide receivers. 
Yes. Even was... though on the quarterback right here, I will say Alabama's receivers are better. Okay, but look, okay, Alabama, of course, they got Ruggs and Judy, correct? Judy, yes. Okay, so they have the two big names. Let's look yes, at L- let's, let's look at LSU's wide receivers last season. L- yeah. Do you know the LSU's, numbers that LSU's yeah. wide receivers put up last season? What did they put up, Matt? They put up big numbers. They broke SEC records. You know, I'll, I'll look. All right, here's Ryan. Okay. Matt, I said a bad word. Okay, Ryan. Okay. Ryan. Yes. Okay, so uh, LSU's wide receivers last year, Jamar Chase, 1,780 receiving yards, 20 touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, 1,540 receiving yards, 18 touchdowns, all right? Now yep. let's uh, whip up Alabama's. What are, you, are you nervous? Are you getting nervous now that I'm whipping oh, up stats? Let's go. All right, so uh, here we got – oh, Judy wasn't even number one. Devontae Smith. Okay, hold up. Hold on. What do you have to say about that, Ryan? What do you have to say about that? Before you start talking about uh, the Alabama receivers, because Tua was hurt and we had to put in our backup, that dwindled their stats. So before you start talking. Okay, but uh, Mac Jones was the backup quarterback, correct? Yes. Okay, uh, so if you're a backup quarterback, Quarterback at Alabama, you should be pretty good, correct? You should, but you're coming. If you were to play a full season with the receivers, and then next year expect a full season, and then four games you're out, those four games will be corrupt because you will not have the chemistry. All right, but I mean, if you have all, a four star, four star quarterback. Right here at the five yard line, let's say, you, you go out for you. It's a pass line. I'm sorry, I'm stuttering so much. Um, and you have Tua Tagovailoa looks over at Judy. Doesn't even need to give a head nod. Doesn't even need to move. Just they know he wants Judy to run a slant. So he'll change his route to a slant. Now you put in the back of quarterback, and that won't that chemistry won't happen if that quarterback wants Judy to run a slant and he doesn't run the slant. That's honestly a pick. That's a pick for the other team. Send it back the other way, man. Well, let's let's look at uh, Gardner Minshew, backup quarterback coming in the NFL. Look at his numbers with those with those wide receivers. He doesn't have chemistry with. And Gardner Minshew is like a two star recruit. Gardner Minshew went to East Carolina State or something like that. The Jaguars, the Jaguars receivers are decent. You have DJ Chark. That's literally all he throws to. No, he doesn't just throw a chart. But um, I mean. But I mean, if we're looking at the numbers, and you're telling me that Alabama's wide receivers are better, when LSU has three guys or two guys, my bad, that are putting up insane numbers. And let's hold okay. on, let's go back. LSU's third best wide receiver had more touchdown receptions than Jer- Jerry Judy. Okay, but it's all about the touchdowns. You, if you can get yards, then you pound it in with your running back. Okay, but still, LSU's getting yards with their wide receivers. But, I mean, it's whatever. You said that Alabama you, has. If you go at a Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas mix, that's what Alabama has. Okay. Fair enough. That's how I, that's how I could view it. 
Any anything else you want to debate debate me on? You know what? I don't care for that. Huh? I can debate you that the great Gronk trade was awful. The Gronk trade? Okay. All right. Talk to me about the Gronk trade. Why was it bad? It was so bad. You have a Hall of Fame caliber tight end. Why did you play football again? Our head coach goes up to him. Hey, want to go to the Bucks? The Bucks of all places. It. It's not smart. What Gronk? What Gronk is gonna do this? He's gonna be crazy. Y'all are gonna be praying on his downfall. Okay, but I mean, as a Patriots fan, you and me both, aren't you yes. happy that we got a fourth-round draft pick for someone that wasn't even on the team? A wrestler. A wrestler. A WWE wrestler. I will say fourth-round is a bit good. It's pretty good. Yes, for someone that but, wasn't even going to be on the team. It's a free but draft But then pick. you look at our tight ends now. Ryan is on Matt Lacoste. Yes, we're probably going to either go pursue a quarterback or we're going to go – Pursue a tight end, first round. Tight end, Thaddeus Moss. Who's going to be our backup? For what? Quarterback? Yeah. I mean, there's the Patriots will draft a quarterback throughout the draft. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, look at where they picked Stidham. I mean, they could go. I think they're going to go pick up the guy from either Florida International or Jalen Hurts, and I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to get taken in the first round. So I think Jalen Hurts right now is a good option for the Patriots. I think, I think we could develop him. For sure, he's overlooked. I don't. All I, right, I, I, huh? All right. But I, I mean, you gotta you gotta respect Bill Belichick for making that trade. I mean, he yeah. literally just finessed the Bucks. Yeah, but the Bucks Bucks are gonna be a powerhouse, and if we meet, and if we somehow make it to the playoffs, which I doubt we will. But Brady doesn't have Belichick or McDaniel's. Yes, but Brady has Gronk, and probably now is the best. Op- Remember the Brandon Cooks offense the Patriots had? Yeah. Well, we had Brandon. Co- they have that offense. They have the best offense in the NFL right now. Okay, but who do the who do the Buccaneers have at running back? Why run it? You don't need to run it. But that's what Tom Brady team. does: is they run the ball. That's how he's how he was successful in New England, honestly. Yes, but New England. Run it two downs and throw it on third. New I mean, England, that's what they would do. New England did decent with okay running backs. They were they were never the best, but they were never the worst. They were okay. But you know why they were good? It's because they played for well, Bill Belichick. See, this is Bruce Arians we're talking about. Yes, but if Bruce Arians can go, he's worked with um who's the guy that was on Texas the running back? Arian Foster. No, he just got traded to the Texans. Oh. I forget that guy's name. But he Oh, won. Johnson? Or no? Johnson, yeah, David Johnson. Yeah, David Johnson. David Johnson was once probably top five running back in the NFL. We can both agree on that. Yeah. Once. Now, Bruce Arians has worked with that talent. Okay. Now, if they can go to the NFL draft with Bruce Arians knowing what that talent looks like, Pursuing running back with that level of talent. And now you have a very good running back. You have a you have the best receiving core. And you have the best literally tight end core. You could literally play one of them at guard. Uh, a tackle, I mean, not tackle. But doesn't Bruce Arians, uh, what am I going to say? 
I mean, Bruce Arians hasn't done too well in the playoffs, correct? Correct, but let's be honest. How many times has he made it there? Yeah. I mean, who did he coach for last from the Cardinals? Cardinals. Uh, he, he was somewhere else. Oh, yeah. What? I think he was in Kansas. Bruce, City. I'm going to look it up. Are we selling your podcast? Yeah. Why? I didn't know if we were just talking at this point. No, we're just we're talking. We're we're just talking on the podcast. It's no big deal. No, I thought he went. Oh, never mind. I guess he was at the Cardinals the whole time. I thought he went somewhere else, but uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, I hope I hope the Buccaneers do well, but not well enough to beat the Patriots. Like you got to. Other than the Seahawks, now we have a new team to root for in the NFC. Technically, yeah. I mean, I'll root. Um, I'll root for the Buccaneers. It's just as long as they're not in the Super Bowl versus the Patriots. They're gonna make the playoffs, and I don't know about the Patriots. Patriots I are think, gonna sweep the AFC East, dude. Who's gonna well, beat them? Tell, you think the Bills are gonna beat? I can tell you, Mohamed Sanu and Julian Edelman, they're about to do something good. Yeah, they're they about are. To, I don't know why people are freaking out about Stidham. He's a good quarterback. <laughs> How though? Watch his preseason film. Okay, but that's preseason, dude. That is preseason. And that's him, but that's him trying. That's him trying to make his way to the NFL. That's him trying to implement the spot, and that's why New England's sticking with him. Okay, but then we put him against a pro safety, Jamal Adams. Okay, well they, he he went against Darius Slay against um, the Lions, and he threw a touchdown against him. I mean, Darius Slay. I mean, he can sling the ball. Yes, but it's the no. Well, yeah, it's whatever. We'll find out. Yes, Stud Stidham. Alrighty, Ryan. Well, uh, thank you for joining the show tonight. It's good hearing from you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Would you like to give a shout out to anyone out there? Yes, shout out Claire Perry again. <laughs> Alrighty, alrighty. Thank you, Ryan. Alright. Alrighty. Well, that wraps it up for today's podcast. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed listening. NFL draft is on tomorrow. I'm super excited. I mean, I feel like this is the most I've paid attention to the draft lately just because, I mean, we literally have nothing going on. Uh, usually we got college basketball going on, uh, NBA playoffs. That's what I'm usually, you know, tuned into. Uh, what else do we got? We got golf making it stretch, you know, Masters. Uh, a lot of talk in that. But uh, now we finally get a, you know, focus on the NFL draft. So I'm stoked. I'll be tuning in. I'll actually probably watch the whole entire draft tomorrow for the first time. I don't, I usually just zone out after like the first 14 picks. Uh, and then I'll turn it on at the end because, you know, Patriots always win the Super Bowl, So they're always last pick in the draft, but uh, yeah, I'm super excited. Hope you guys enjoy. Uh, I will have Liam Elsonson to break down the draft with me in a couple days. So I'm looking forward to doing that. So uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a great night. Good day tomorrow. And I'll have, you know, I might have a podcast in the morning tomorrow. I might just record some, maybe some news overnight. You know, maybe I'll talk about some stocks that have been moving, some penny stocks that have been rising. Uh, or I don't know what I'll talk about. Or if not, then I'll I'll definitely have a podcast, just myself reviewing the first round. But uh, I'll have something out in the next couple of days. So if I'm not making a podcast, it's because, you know, the draft's going on, doing all this. Uh, but other than that, thanks for listening. Go follow the Instagram. Uh, yeah, hope you guys are doing good.